0: All our lives, we've been told to go to school, get good grades, get a good job, and you'll be set. How's that working out for you? I'm Tavana Denise, physical therapist turned life and business coach, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life you love and a business on your terms. If you want more time, more freedom, more flexibility, I can help you create it. Welcome to Breaking Protocol, the show for women in healthcare who want more. It is almost 11 o'clock at night on, actually it's after 11 o'clock at night on a Thursday as I'm recording this, but I wanted to share this with you because I have been quite frankly distracted and exhausted with all that's been going on, but I wanted to share some tools that I've been using and sharing with my clients in light of the upheaval that we've been experiencing And I'm glad that we've been talking about feelings because, oh my goodness, I had a moment last week, let me tell you. I know that COVID might have been challenging for you with all of the uncertainty and the fear, but to be honest, that was easy for me compared to the social unrest because with COVID, I got to go into problem solver mode. Actually... Now that I think about it, I probably brushed over a lot of the feelings and actually used working on the online business summit and all of that to buffer and to not have to deal with what might've been coming up for me. But the current events dug up a lot of thoughts and beliefs for me that i never questioned before because I didn't even see them as thoughts. And that's why I'm so glad that I have a coach and women in my circle to hold the space to see what's happening without judgment and allow me to really get those thoughts out out of my head so I can examine them. And really, that is the first step to dealing with emotions, to have the courage to talk about them to get them out of your head so that you can examine them. So if you've been feeling like it's a lot that's going on, I still maintain that 2020 is gonna be epic. I said that at the end of last year, the beginning of this year, I still believe that, but it's a lot, right? I, I said at the beginning of this year that I wanted to learn how to feel and process my feelings. Because that's just not something that I've ever done. And I said, it's a skill that I need to develop and I want to. And it's funny because I feel like the universe is saying, oh, you want to learn how to process feelings? Here's a crash course. Like, I feel like I got a crash course and I'm in the master's level between COVID and the social injustices that we've been experiencing. But with all of that, I do want to share with you how you can begin to process all of the emotions that you might be experiencing experiencing so that you don't become worn out. So awareness is the first step to be aware of what you are thinking, what's going on in your mind. When we have those conversations in our head, the little, you can't do that. Like we need to see those so that we can actually do something with them, right? And and also the key being to be aware of what you're thinking without judgment. So if I back up for a second and I think about the process of examining our thoughts, many of us, the little ticker tape that goes on in our brain, all of these thoughts that we have, we never ever took the time to question, is that true? That is one of my favorite questions to ask myself and clients. Like, is this thing that I'm telling myself, is it true? So when we start this work of being, becoming aware of our thoughts, when we see them, oftentimes we notice that a lot of them are negative. And it can be so easy to beat yourself up and say, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. I have all these negative thoughts. What is happening? And spiral out. I ask you not to do that. Try to have the awareness of your thoughts without judgment. Because I think somewhere along the line, we got confused and we thought, or maybe we were taught that we were supposed to be happy all the time. And the problem with that is, and I'm learning this too, resisting the feelings that are negative because they're uncomfortable or as I like to say I don't have time for that one is exhausting and two it's ineffective because to live the human the full human experience means to develop the ability to be with and to process all of the emotions positive and negative it's part of developing emotional intelligence so I was listening to a fascinating podcast episode with Tim Ferriss and Jim Deathburn. I think that's how you say it, who wrote the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership, where he said, you cannot have emotional intelligence without emotional literacy. What? He said, you cannot have emotional intelligence without emotional literacy. So if the first step to dealing with the difficult is awareness, then the second step is being able to name what you're feeling. And when I say what you're feeling, I mean happy, sad, angry, glad, frustrated, overwhelmed. Not, I feel like they did me wrong, (laughs) right? Notice what I did there. You're looking for a one word emotion, and this is important because as soon as you start paying attention to the feeling and you start to name it rather than suppressing or resisting or being upset because you are just having part of the normal experience of being a human, right? And feeling a sensation run, run through your body, it starts to dissipate. It starts to go away. And there's more to it, but that's a great start. And This is what I teach my clients to do in the Courage Circle is to begin to learn to process their feelings so they don't waste a bunch of time resisting them and beating themselves up because they can't get any work done and then having to take a nap because they're exhausted. So I recently did an interview where in the moment I realized that the work we're doing actually as a country right now and the inner work that I do with my clients is kind of like Marie Kondo in your house. And I'm guessing this analogy came to me because I'm experiencing this with my mom who's going through the process of decluttering the house that she's been in for over three decades. And so if we look at the process of decluttering, what's the first thing you do? You pull the stuff out so you can see it. You pull it out and you look at it and you handle it and you see how it feels to you right? And I don't know about you, but all kinds of things start to go through my mind. Like, I was looking for that. That is so old. I can't even believe that used to be in style. I don't even know where that came from. Whose is that anyway? Right? So I found stuff like, I don't even know how that got in here. And once you pulled out all the stuff, then you have to decide what to do with it. Are you going to toss it? Are you going to replace it? Or are you going to put it back somewhere? And that, I think, is where a lot of the mental drama begins because it's like, oh, man, there's so much stuff. I'll never get the house back in order. Or, but my grandma gave this to me. It doesn't fit. It doesn't my, look, it's not my style. I never liked it anyway, but it was a gift. And we get nostalgic over things that our parents and our grandparents gave us that we don't even like or have use for. And quite frankly, we have a hard time letting them go. And the same thing happens with our thoughts and belief systems. Sometimes the process of pulling out all of the thoughts and beliefs, having to look at them, deciding what is still useful, what serves us, And what we intentionally want to keep or let go of can be extremely difficult, like leaving an old friend behind. But if we're to grow into the next version of ourselves, this is the work. There's no need to be ashamed or horrified or to judge yourself. I mean, we we pick up stuff unconsciously all the time. The good news is, Now you get to choose with intention and love. You can honor where you are and your parents and what they gave you and say, thank you. Thank you to the thoughts and beliefs that used to serve you, but they don't anymore. And now that you can see them, you can choose something different. You can say, thank you, mother, father, grandmother, grandfather, for giving me the best that you had. So if you're looking for something more tangible, I guess, that you can do to help with this process, especially if you're having a hard time at work these days or even before, right? Because there was a lot of burnout going on before COVID-19 and the social unrest. If you're having a hard time at work and you're taking your day home with you, I recommend keeping a simple notebook or journal in the car. And when you finish your day, before you put the key in ignition and drive off, take five or 10 minutes to write down all the things that maybe ticked you off, that made you sad, that you wish you would have said. Just write down how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. Once you've finished, release it and close the book. If you have dreams of leaving patient care to build an online coaching business, but you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with all the things and the discomfort that comes up with being an entrepreneur causes you to procrastinate, go to tavonadenise.com forward slash momentum so I can help bring clarity to the situation. Until next time, friend.